You're listening to Irish Radio Canada's Home and Abroad, and we are in, as we all know, a strange year, and the last 12 months have been a strange 12 months. Well, I'd say probably a year ago, the Irish community around the world had the opportunity to celebrate St. Bridget's Day and have a festival period. Well, this year it is virtual, and instead of having numerous events across Canada, it is centralized in Vancouver, and the Irish are celebrating nationally in Vancouver. And it's not just one day. It is January 31st to September 7th. So there's a whole series of events and a very strong organizing committee. And we're going to hear a bit about what's going on, how you can connect, where you need to go to register, the times that you need to do so, taking into account the various time zones across the country. And uh, Maura de Freitas is here with me. And Maura is, uh, I won't quite say cheap cook and bottle washer, but probably uh, a tremendous resource. Uh, Maura is the publisher of Celtic Connections for many, many years and has um, a strong connection, not just with the West Coast, uh, originally from just the other side of the river from Ottawa up in the Quebec side near Martindale. Maura, thanks a million for coming along. Delighted to have you with me. And you have a busy week ahead of you. Yes, thank you so much, Austin. Thank you for having me. Yes, it is a very busy week, and it has been a very busy time leading up to the festival. Uh, you might be aware that last year uh, we held the first uh, St. Bridget's Day Festival here in Vancouver. And um, uh, it is a celebration of women, and it's a celebration of light and creativity. And uh, we held our festival at Simon Fraser University, and it was hugely successful. Um, it was wonderful to see so many women coming in, uh, um, gathered, talking. Uh, we had wonderful presentations. Um, and so we planned an, a second event. And, of course, uh, then we had the pandemic. So what we decided to do is rather than having it in a physical space, we would take it into the virtual world. So now we have seven full days of events. I shouldn't say full. They're like an hour at a time. But, you know, we're packing so much into that hour. And we're starting tomorrow, January the 31st. And we're leading off with one of the most remarkable women. Many Irish uh, people will know Alva Smythe. Alva is um, a leading um, human rights uh, activist in Ireland and uh, women's rights campaigner. Uh, she's been at the forefront of um, Im- an immense social change that has taken place in Ireland over the years. Um, but throughout the festival, we have remarkable people presenting. Um, Monday, we have a performance so uh, if we go back to Alva for a moment, and what, the, what this year is allowing you to do also is to be able to bring people in like Alva from Ireland, which you wouldn't otherwise be able to do. So while there's the, the negatives of this, the situation we're in, it is giving you opportunity also. Absolutely. It's actually opened us up to the world. And uh, we're very aware of that. We're building a network, a global network of um, connections and people who are registered for the event, 
all the events are listed in three time zones. We've got Pacific Standard, Eastern Standard, and GMT. And um, the various events are not just uh, scheduled for one period of time. It, there's, a, there's a range of times that we've scheduled various events in order to accommodate Irish time as well as Eastern Standard. And uh, because we and it's the best thing is is that it's fully sponsored, so read free. There's no charge to register. It's one of the easiest registration processes that I've. Uh, everyone has given me this feedback. It's wonderful, so easy, and um, every session will be recorded and uploaded to our YouTube channel post event. Um, so even if you're not able to attend the actual session, you can see it afterwards. There was one remarkable person, yes. Um, is there a limit on the number of people who can actually attend at the time that the event is happening? Because I know some platforms restrict the number of attendees maybe to 100 or 250. Our number, uh, we've set a high bar, we're at 500. Excellent. So, right. yes, we're able to accommodate many people. Excellent. So um, you were going to say sorry for cutting across you there, Maura. Yes. Well, we have a remarkable woman on, uh, well, all remarkable women, but, uh, Friday, um, that would be February the 5th. We have, um, Monica McWilliams. And I don't know if you're familiar with Monica McWilliams, but she was with the Northern Ireland Women's Coalition. Um, and, uh, these women fought for a place at the negotiating table for the Good Friday Agreement. And she is the only woman signatory on the Good Friday Agreement. And she will be speaking in Vancouver at 12 noon. That will be 3 p.m. Eastern Standard and 8 p.m. GMT. And we would like to have as many people register for this as possible. Now, if you cannot attend, you can see it post, you can hear and see the uh, interview post event. However, one caveat, um, there is, uh, we, we um, have a link, uh, it's a five-day link to a documentary called Wave Goodbye to the Dinosaurs, which is um, uh, uh, Monica McWilliams' a documentary about the process and what happened in Northern Ireland and the women. However, you must register in order to get the link. So I would encourage people to register. And so even if you cannot attend, you will get access to the to the link for the documentary. So, uh, Maura, on that case, when you say it's a five-day window, is the five-day window, if you want to view it, starting on Friday the 5th and expiring on the 10th? No, it's it's this week, so you must register um, as soon as possible. But I believe that the window opens tomorrow. To, and you would be able to watch the documentary from tomorrow? Yes. Okay, so that would actually give you a good background so that when Monica was speaking, you would have had the opportunity to get an insight and it might make a lot more sense and you'd get exactly. better. Rela- exactly. Fantastic. Um, can I bring you back that uh, I noticed that on Monday you uh, have some reading of letters from the diaspora? Yes, that's a performance reading. And uh, we had a performance reading of letters from the diaspora last year. And it was um, surprising what came out. And uh, again, I think this year um, our um, audience will find it quite surprising. We have everything um, 
beautiful love letters shared by uh, an older woman uh, with, with her husband uh, when they were quite young in their courtship. Um, everything ranging from family secrets revealed in letters, um, um, shocking um, history of Canada, uh, sea voyages that range. I won't give away what what happens in these letters, but it's quite, quite shocking, some of the stuff. Mm-hmm. And also uplifting and heartwarming, um, a whole range. Uh, one woman is reading letters that she wrote to her son um, um, from the when he was born, you know, their adventures living uh, on a houseboat in uh, London and, um, you know, their, their struggles. So... There's a lot, a mm-hmm. lot in the letters, yes. And then on uh, Tuesday, I noticed it's the legends and mythology of Bridget. And, uh, of course, yeah. there's so much material there that it would be very difficult to cover it all within an hour. Exactly. And, you know, this was one of our most popular sessions last year. And once again this year, it's leading the charge. This year we have uh, some, again, remarkable Philomena Jordan, who is a local uh, uh, Irish storyteller here, which is from the west of Ireland. Um, some people might know our lone male presenter is Anthony Murphy with Mythical Ireland. Um, and uh, many people will, will, will know of Anthony Murphy, but he will also be speaking about the legends of Bridget. Um, and we have uh, Dolores Whelan, who is with Bridget's Pilgrimage in Ireland. So we have some amazing presenters, and they'll certainly have something interesting to say about the legends and mythology of Bridget. On Wednesday, I noticed you're devoting it to mental health and uh, mental health issues that uh, affect people, particularly at this time with COVID. Um, I know that there are challenges all over the world and no different. Um, what, what's on the schedule or how are you approaching this one? Well, we have the, the people that we have on the panel are professional mental uh, health workers, people who deal with ad- issues of addiction. Uh, uh, we, there's a medical doctor who deals with uh, addiction and recovery, uh, an Irish. And the thing is, is that they are Irish. You're hearing their voices, um, their stories. Um, their journeys and sharing who they are and um, uh, speaking about the services. We also have um, Gillian Goulding, who is a social care worker with uh, ICANN. Uh, she's the West Coast representative here, and she will be speaking. Basically, Gillian is kind of um, a go-between, a person who is able to provide information. And uh, she's a lovely person. She will be on the panel um, and basically providing information to people about the services that are available through the Irish community and beyond. And then on Thursday, I noticed the discussion panel, Women's Leading Change, and we talked to Breed Dunn about that. And it is the second annual discussion, February 4th. And we're going to hear all about what's going on, who's involved in it, where you can, if you want to register, where you can register and topics that are under discussion. And Bree Dunn is here with me. Bree, thanks a million for coming along. Thanks for having me, Austin. Second annual panel discussion. So before we talk about the one coming up last year, just a a reflection on last year. How did it go? It went very well. It was a a different world last year, Austin. We were were having physical events in person, and uh, that was actually our last in-person 
an event that we ran. So it was a year ago on the 30th of January. So uh, it's a very different situation now, but we're delighted that it, we're able to expand um, the audience out so anyone can can take part and, and uh, enjoy this event because uh, it's digital. So what type of topics do you cover? Well, really, it's led by the, the attendees. So when everybody registers, they actually can submit a question for the panel. So by knowing who our panel are, um, a lot of our guests are, are asking questions. It, it's a mixture of advice within business, advice around COVID, uh, as well as questions around um, diversity and um, gender equality. And the topic like women leading change. Tell me about that. So really it centers around our selection of speakers who kind of drive the change that we see both across the industries that we work in and, and society at large. So our panelists um, comprises of Neve Cunningham, who's the Chief Operating Officer and Founding Partner at Rival Technologies. And Neve is committed to helping more women build successful careers in the tech space. We also have Joan Sheehan, who's the Executive Vice President of Global Sales with Stem Cell Technologies. Now, Joan was recently recognized in the Technology Healthcare Report as one of the top 25 women leaders in biotechnology of 2020. And she's also the 2018 winner of the Wendy McDonald Extending Mentor Award. And then finally, we have Rachel Mother, who's the Vice President of Legal at Flatiron Construction. And there, she co-founded the Grassroots Diversity and Inclusion uh, Growth Group to encourage greater diversity and inclusion in the workplace. Um, and Rachel was also the 2017 winner of the Canadian Bar Association's uh, Deborah Van Winkle uh, QC Award for Mentoring also. So um, we really have a, an exceptional panel uh, of speakers and uh, all of the questions will come directly from uh, those that are registering. They can submit a question. And we'll also have a 10 to 15 minute Q&A session at the end of the event as well for any kind of questions that pop up throughout the event also. What we're loving about this event as well is that it gives everybody an opportunity to kind of uh, meet and greet pre and post event as well. So it's not just uh, the panel discussion itself, but that sparks further discussion. um, And we're all uh, looking for any opportunity for a social outlet right now as well. So we'll actually be doing pre-event and post-event networking sessions using a, a system called Kumo Space. And Kumo Space allows for digital mingling in a digital room. So you can essentially move around to different parts of the room where people are, are located. Um, and you can only really hear a person when you're close to them, much like in a real room. Uh, so it makes for less awkward kind of waiting for someone to speak in a typical Zoom call. You actually get to really mingle and meet people. So we're excited to, to use that for the first time at one of our events, both pre- and post-event, uh, each side of this panel discussion. Because I wanted to ask you about Como Space. I haven't come across it. And I looked yeah. and I said, okay, what is this? So I'm delighted the way you're explaining it. It sounds fascinating, and certainly I'd, I'd be interested at some stage in figuring out or going in and, and seeing how this works. But going back to your speakers, you know, I can – Joan and, and Rachel, what they do, stem cell technologies makes sense, and mm-hmm. flat iron construction. But rival technologies, what do rival technologies do? Rival technologies, it's a technology startup. So Neve was one of the founding partners as well. Um, and essentially, it's a software company that enables companies to connect with a better understanding uh, of their customers. So like some of their clients would include uh, Kimberly Clark, Viacom, uh, Heinz, Kraft, and so on. All right. So um, Neve, in her current role, so she'd act as like chief operating officer mm-hmm. and would be responsible for many functional areas like product strategy, partnerships, and customer advocacy. So before I ask you, well, uh, we'll come back and I'll get all the coordinates of where people can register and all the rest of it. But as the um, 
Ireland Canada Chamber of Commerce in Vancouver. There's this perception, and whether it's true or not, it's an irrelevancy, you'll put me right very quickly. But chambers of commerce tend to be quite male-dominated. It would it be true to say that the chamber in, in Vancouver is predominantly male? And is there a challenge in getting women to become involved and to engage? Well, the, the Ireland Canada Chamber of Commerce actually is, is split 50-50 when it comes to uh, male and female. So right. uh, I'd be the vice president myself. We also our governance secretary, uh, Deborah Flood. We also have our um, our marketing uh, person who is uh, Kathy Fitzgerald, and we have our communication specialist, which is uh, Amy Dennehy. So, um, and then we have our, our, our four male leaders as well, our president, uh, Rory, uh, Spillan, and I won't go through the whole board, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, we have a good diversity split there. One of the one of the areas, I suppose, in terms of our members that I noticed when I joined the chamber last year was um, that we had a lot of in, within the construction industry and and so on, as well as as our actual business members. Um, so it was important uh, for for us to hold this first event, essentially, to try and encourage more more members. Uh, uh, from um, for, from women essentially those who identify as women so that was really important to us and this was a great opportunity for that and even looking at the attendance list already for this this particular event this year as well as last year it is predominantly female dominated uh, in terms of attendance but um, we have men coming as well and all are welcome um, but yeah I've definitely it's, it's given us an opportunity to, to grow on that ourselves So you just mentioned looking at the attendance list how is the attendance so far what's it looking like? The attendance is great we're coming up on nearly 100 people now uh, to attend and, and, and we're kind of we're nearly at our max at 100 uh, so it's it's really important to get in early and get registered this is a free event uh, but uh, to, to keep things running smoothly and everything uh, we don't want to have too many people on it so it's really important that everybody uh, gets in and registers early before we run out of space and where can they register? Absolutely. So they can register. So as we're partnering with St. Bridget's Festival, uh, they can register with one of, uh, as one of their many events and they can find the details on BridgetFestivalVancouver.com uh, or they can find it on our own website, ICCCVan.com uh, as well. Have we covered everything there? Or is there? If they have a question, again, have to submit the question and the time. Submit the question registration, yeah. And I see it's six uh, thirty to seven is kind of cocktails. Yeah, <laughs> that's our, our pre mingling. So bring your own cocktail. <laughs> seven and we'll have our panel discussion then from seven, seven to seven forty-five. And, and then, um, so when you go from Kumo space over to Zoom, does that mean someone will literally have to exit one technology and go to another, and then afterwards go back to? The, the other technology. Exactly. So essentially, it's, it's as simple as a click of a link. Uh, so we'll provide the direct uh, link for Kuma Space for our rooms. So there'll be four different rooms. It's a max of 25 people per room. So you can leave a room and go into a different room and see who, who see who's in there. Um, so that will just be a simple click of a link and you'll have access to all four rooms. Um, and then when it comes to Zoom, you'll follow the Zoom instructions to attend the panel discussion then as well. So the one other question I have for you then is Zoom has a client that you download normally. Is it a similar situation with Kumo Space? So if somebody is going to come on that they should maybe go to Kumo Space in advance and download the client or is it a a browser based? Technology. Kumo Space, Kumo Space is, is browser-based. Uh, okay. We re- do recommend desktop, um, okay. not on your phone. Um, Kumo Space is very, very new at the moment, and it's still very early stages. So we're we're proud to work with them on this and to try these various situations out. 
Um, but uh, yeah, so it's completely web-based. We recommend a desktop, and it's, it's a simple link, so there's no downloading. Uh, we do suggest that uh, you'll get some prompts around allowing access to your microphone and allowing access to your mm-hmm. camera. So mm-hmm. agree to those so that other other guests can hear you and see you as you move around. We'll also, when we send a registration email out uh, with all the links to, uh, to everything uh, to our guests uh, once they've registered and just pre-event, we'll also include a bit of a, a, a video of what Kumo Space is and, and how to uh, to maneuver around it. Just so people have that information in advance, there's a, a simple YouTube video online and they can have a look and see uh, how it works so that they're a bit familiar with it in advance. And also, if they if they can't figure it out as they're going through it or they, they're moving around the room too quickly, uh, I find from the events I've attended uh, using it, it's a great icebreaker as well. People can, can start chatting around, oh, how do I go to the other room and, and things like that. So it's uh, all a learning experience. Fantastic. Great. Thanks a million for taking the time. Hope it's a fantastic event and that you get a full house. Thank you very much, Justin. Thanks for having me. Maura, I see a highlight, definitely, and I had the great pleasure to meet Emma Donoghue, and uh, she would be talking about uh, her bestseller novel, The Pull of the Stars. Must have been a treat to be able to get Emma. Really, quite so. And Emma has a very interesting angle uh, for the festival uh, to write the book, Pull of the Stars. I don't know if you've read it, Austin, but it's a great book. I highly recommend it. Um, she went to Dublin and she did research uh, for the book and she went into the archives in Dublin and researched old photographs of the period 1918 during the period of the great uh, the, the the Spanish flu. And um, as you probably know, the book is set in a maternity hospital uh, in 1918 during uh, the Spanish flu. And so she pulled out, she located all these photographs, old photographs. And so she's going to um, produce a slide presentation and discuss the photographs that inspired the book. So I think that should be quite interesting. Mm -hmm. And then uh, on Sunday, the 7th, uh, the wrap-up event, uh, Dr. Imar O'Toole. Yes, and Dr. Imar O'Toole is with uh, Concordia University in Montreal, the Irish Studies Department. And uh, again, we had hoped to get Imar O'Toole last year, so we were absolutely delighted to have her uh, this year. And uh, we're going to be um, finishing up with uh, Jennifer Burke as well, who is the Vice Consul uh, for the uh, with the Consulate General of Ireland here in Vancouver, and uh, I cannot uh, emphasize how much how much uh, the consulate has been so supportive uh, for all our endeavors with the Bridges Day Festival. And they've supported us every inch of the way. So, Mara, where can people get information on this? The main source, the main source of information is our website, and that is BridgetFestivalVancouver.com. And everything is there. All the profiles, um, the links for registration, everything that you will require in order to register. And I noticed that uh, each individual uh, event has an individual RSVP, so that you must register for all the events individually as distinct from one registration from them all for them. That is correct. Yes. Okay, good. So um, again, the the website there is BridgetFestivalVancouver.com. There is no S in there in case you think there might be. It's BridgetFestivalVancouver.com. 
And uh, Maura, it has been a real pleasure talking to you, finding out more. And uh, it's brilliant that this is uh, going to be available as well on the YouTube channel because, again, the time zone issue is always a challenge when you're running from the west coast of the North American continent to the west coast of the European continent. That's so that's absolutely right. The links for all of our social media, uh, the YouTube channel, are all on the website. Indeed. Thanks a million more. Thank you so much, Austin. Thank you. As part of the celebrations commemorating St. Bridget's Day, which is, of course, a very special day in the Irish calendar, on Thursday, the 4th of February at 7pm, the Embassy of Ireland will be hosting a virtual event on the YouTube channel and the Ambassador Eamon McKee and special guest Dr. Julie LeBlanc, who many of you may remember from the Halloween events. They will be having a fireside chat entitled Keeping It Lit, a discussion on Bridget's roots and feminist legacy, and the conversation which will explore Bridget the Goddess and Bridget the Saint promised to be super interesting. And all you have to do to go is watch is go to the YouTube channel which would be do a search on YouTube for the Embassy of Ireland. Dr. Lebron holds a PhD in folklore from Memorial University in Newfoundland and Master of Philosophy in Medieval History from Trinity College Dublin and has taken cultural management courses at École des Hautes Etudes Commerciales in France in Montreal and is an accredited strategic performance management specialist from Rutgers University, New Jersey, in addition to holding policy research and parliamentary affairs roles. She is currently a senior policy analyst with Women and Gender Equality Canada and is a part-time professor of Celtic Studies at the University of Ottawa.